What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. I want to welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Uh, today, listen, we have someone calling in uh, directly from Norman, Oklahoma, and that's just south of Tulsa, Oklahoma. She goes by the name of Yvette Walker, and we're so privileged to have her on. She is a podcaster. She is also an author, uh, author of the book, Whispering in His Ear. This is a devotional, and her podcast is a faith-based podcast known as Positively Joy. So without further ado, we want to introduce the Niche Finder Framework to Yvette Walker. Thanks for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. All right. So listen, we're going to get right into this and just want to know for our audience, why would the audience have a vested interest in your journey? You know, there's a certain thing that people like to call imposter syndrome. A lot of us have it. And for me, for me, my journey... I think it's very relatable, but at the same time, it makes me think, you know, I'm not like a special person. So like, what would people get out of this? But I've come to realize that my story is so common. It is so relatable as podcasters, as you know, as podcasters, we tend to look for guests who have highs, really big highs or really big lows, like big turning point stories. Right. But so many of us are just living our life thinking everything's okay and not understanding that it can be so much richer and deeper than we ever thought before. And obviously I'm talking about the faith-based community, right? Right, Um, right. And so, you know, instead of like, if you're thinking about um, like an EKG with the heart, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of like this, which is like exciting, right? I'm living my life just kind of, I don't want to say flatlined, but it was just pretty, <laughs> pretty just walking along. Steady. But stay steady, right? No real highs, yeah. no real lows. Yeah. yeah. But I became to, came to realize that that ultimate joy, I mean, I was living a joyless life. It, things were fine. It was okay. But there was something that was missing. And I think there's so many people out there 
who are living that same kind of life. And so I think that's why my story is valuable. Nice. What do you consider to be your niche? So my niche is is faith. My niche is faith-based podcasting and writing and uh, and now speaking. And I just want to communicate a very real God, how he fits into our very real life, and how he can give us joy that's missing. Mm. So at the start of your journey, what internal struggles did you find yourself up against? Well, at the start of the journey, and the journey, you know, no journey is like, it, there's, a, there's a start and then there's a stop. There's a start, you know, and it's just, it's a lifetime really of trying to figure out, you know, what, why am I here? And what am I supposed to do with life? I had a very successful career. I, I was a career journalist, reporter and editor, worked for some major, um, you know, U.S. newspapers. Uh, so that was always great. Uh, I am someone who uh, is very solution oriented and really solution focused and, you know, have a bit of a drive. Uh, and I'm also someone who went to church, went to church all the time. So I've been a believer. But as I said, um, there were times when something was missing. Uh, even I think that there were times when I was situationally depressed. I was never uh, clinically depressed or anything like that. But there have been times when it's just, why, what's going on? Personally, um, as a career woman, I don't have children. I never had children. And so for a lot, I think a lot of career women who don't have that type of family, I am married, but who don't have that type of traditional family, we pour ourselves into work, and um, which is great, very successful. But sometimes, what else am I put on this earth for? Those kind of questions come into play. I think it's it's not unusual that I have been drawn to working with students, high school students, college students, to mentor them because I think I always always had that in me. Um, but yeah, but so sometimes when you don't have that traditional family or relationship, you can begin to question like, okay, so what else is here? And I began to realize that I've been doing a lot of creative things over my career, writing, things like that. But I never performed any of those tasks in the honor of the one who gave them to me. And, and that's the Lord. And so I began to really begin to think about that. I would say, I mean, really over time, but I would say especially over 2015, um, I began to think about that. I began to go back to when I was a very young child and where I felt like I had a more real connection with God. I think a lot of us as children have a closer relationship or connection to God because then we grow up, we get into the world, we become very busy with work and some and family and distractions, Right. And then we, I think we move away from that. And so the book, Whispering in His Ear, came from the fact that I felt like I couldn't hear from him anymore. That I wasn't connected in a way that I felt like I was when I was a young girl. And so um, I began to just really focus on that and think about what that could mean. Mm. Right. So, you know... T.D. Jakes, I, I was listening to something that he said um, the other day, and one quote really stood out to me. He said, it is the thing that opposes us in the weight room that causes your muscles to build. Right. And so I, he, he mm -hmm. basically was likening that quote to the 
the weights or the pressure, the things that are opposing us in our life actually is what helps to develop us. And so while in your journey, I heard about the internal struggles. What was opposing you? What external struggles or roadblocks did you find yourself up against? Well, I think that I think that there were the kind of roadblocks that a lot of people go through through, um, you know, marriage issues. Um, I don't have kids, but other family issues, the kind of common things that we all go through. And I think that sometimes we don't realize that we don't have to go through that alone. But I but I but at the time, you know, anything I was going through, I felt like I was going through it alone. I was not really looking looking upward to try to to try to tap into the fact that he was walking with me. I know yeah. he's I know he's walking with me, but I wasn't tapping into that, right? And so I, I think it was the kind of day-to-day things we go through, which is again why I think the story is so relatable. Everyone goes through this. To some degree worse or or better, you know. Um, but but yeah. And I think that once I realize and I think I was just always questioning, like, okay, what more is there? What more is there? Why am I chasing things? I think that we chase people chase a lot of stuff. For me, I've struggled with food issues, always chasing contentment, satisfaction, right? For some people it's chasing people. It's chasing alcohol and other substances. It's chasing, you know, a lot of different things. And um, it doesn't work. It just simply doesn't work. So all I can tell you is once I stopped, I think, chasing outward things and started chasing the creator, something changed. I can't, it's hard to explain. It's, I can't really explain it. But things just kind of, hmm. There was a joy, which is why this is the name of the show. There was a joy and a contentment. There was, I, I was being filled in a way that I was not before. Not since I had been a little girl. And so it is hard to explain to you. But we have a signature scripture for the show. And it's John 15, chap, uh, chapter, um, yeah, chapter 15, verse 9 through 11, where Jesus basically tells you exactly how to find joy. Now I'm paraphrasing. He says, um, do the Father's will and abide in his love and we will be filled with the only kind of joy that will complete us. And it is that completeness that I think that so many people are missing. And again, that's why we're chasing all this stuff. Chasing, you know, we're watching, you know, social media and TikTok and Instagram reels and all that hours and hours a day. We're chasing things when... We don't have to. We can really be chasing just the one, the one true joy, which is, you know, which is the Lord. Yeah. And I really appreciate, you know, especially someone of faith, a Christian who um, he even says, like, in this process, giving voice to imposter syndrome, you know, like mm-hmm. one may think like in the in, in the the prototype or archetype of uh, a Christian, one would think that that wouldn't even be an option, right? But mm-hmm. it is a, it is a, a clear and present thing. And quite often, even in scripture, we're constantly reminded of our identity, right? And, and oh, God yeah. also often tries to, God or not tries, but he, he wants to refocus us on, look, 
you know, old things have passed away, but whole all things have become new. You know, um, as you were talking, I was it was reminding me of the lyrics of Maverick City, and there was a portion of it, like at the bridge of the song, where she, um, the the singer, basically um, uh, sings these lyrics. She says. If he dresses the lilies with beauty yeah, and splendor, yeah. how much more will he clothe you? How much more will he clothe you? Mm-hmm. If he watches over the sparrow, how much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? And, and I just think it's, it's so encouraging because while in the midst of going through external struggles, internal struggles, there is still a promise that's like nestled right in the middle of that if we, dis- if we choose to take hold of it, right? And so I really appreciate yeah. you giving voice to that. I'm so, so let me glad ask- you mentioned. I'm, yeah, no, I'm so <laughs> glad you mentioned that because I will say this. So I grew up Catholic. I've always been in the church, but I did not really read the Bible. So I would say that I have read the Bible more these last five years than I ever did growing up. Uh, again, no slam to any religion, but I think we have to take that upon ourselves. And you are right. There's so many times. Uh, in the both Old and New Testament, where it's made so clear that we are his, that he is there for us, that we don't need to feel like we're imposters. But we're human. We're human and we do. I mean, the biblical characters are kind of jacked up. I mean, they're not, mm-hmm. there's many of them with problems, right? But the singular, the singular um, solution is that they found the creator. And the other piece about creation, which I'm, I'm kind of veering off a little bit, but you mentioned uh, Maverick City, who I love. I saw them recently. Mm-hmm. Um, our God is the God of creation. And so I love creators. I love, I love musicians and songwriters. I love Bible journalers and artists. I mean, because creativity, God is the God of creativity. And so I'm, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, I think that is it really goes in line with, you know, when we talk about someone finding their niche. And, and it, I think the best way to find your niche is to get to, to go to the one who gave it to you. Right? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Boswell Rowe used to say he used to liken finding your purpose to uh, having an iPhone. And um, he says many people take their iPhone and, and this is again several this is about maybe five, six, maybe ten years ago actually. Mm-hmm. He would mention this when iPhone first dropped, right? Um, actually, obviously a little longer than that. But the point that he was making was it's like quite oft, quite often people would just open and open up the box, get the phone, and figure it out. Right. right. And he says, but, the, but, but there's a manual that comes, you know, that's the thing you kind of throw to the side after you open the box, you throw it to the side. But he says the manual actually tell you how to, how to properly operate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so when you talk about scripture, I mean, quite often, I think, I think people, you know, Sunday morning, they may crack it open. If that, they may pull up on their phones when they, you know, need a currency here and there. But for the most part, I think, um, you know, people are kind of throwing it to the side, almost like that manual. Um, and they figuring out how, how to do life on their own as opposed to referring to the owner's manual because inside the owner's manual as he mentioned it actually has guarantees it has warranties it has protection plans right it has all of those things that you may not even realize that you just do the benefit to the side absolutely that's so good yeah no you're right you're right and you gotta read you gotta read between you know that the the scripture that i just quoted you 
is in the same chapter and a few verses down from a very famous one about the vines and the branches, right? And so when people think about John 15, they probably go straight to the vines and the branches. You know, um, he's the vine and we're the branches. Uh, so, but keep reading. Don't stop, right? Keep reading. There's more in there. There's more in there. And that kind of, kind of DIY of how to find joy is like right in there. And it just made so much sense to me. And the idea of being complete, you know, where again, we look for things to complete us, you know, and, and, and I'm sorry, you're, I mean, I love my husband, but my husband doesn't complete me. And if you have kids, your kids don't complete you. There's only one one thing that completes you and it's our creator Mm, love it so that's what i consider to be your journey or at least a portion of it a little snippet of it now what i want to get from you is what i consider to be your niche and by niche i define it as uh, five different um, categories or five different in this category there are five different elements of it the first one is passions this is what do you do that you that when you do it you feels like you were ignited right and purposeful is what you do when you do it you feel like you were made for that moment patterns are the things that we learn to that we do naturally proficiencies is what we learn to do well over time and then problem solving is the things that people come to us to solve in a unique way to something that's unique to us right and mm-hmm. and helpful to them and so go back up to the top if we were to ask you, if, as far as from a niche standpoint, what passions did you have? What do you do when you do it? Uh, you feel ignited. So I have I have wanted to use communication my entire life. Since I was a little girl, I loved to write. I knew I would probably go into journalism because that's, that's what I associated with a job with with what I like to do with writing, right? So I've always done that. When I was little, I remember actually, I mean, this is like so old school, but drawing, like drawing actual newspapers and drawing like a little comic strip in the newspaper and writing movie reviews to go. I mean, I've always done that. So it made complete sense, you know, for me to continue writing. I enjoy telling stories. I enjoy talking to people and telling their story. Um, or um, you know, covering a community, which is something that I've done, or help create packages and things like that. Um, love that, love that. Um, it's it's easy for me. It's you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I hate to write. I hate to write." I never had that struggle. It just was always something that I really enjoyed. So I've always had a passion for that. Mm. You know, so you know. I, what I love about passion is that so many people talk about passion and sometimes they, they use different words like, you know, they that person has the it factor, the it. And part of journey of writing um, Dream Octane was trying to un, you know unpack what is that it? You know, what, what is it about that person who goes up to receive the award and they can say just a similar story to what you said mm-hmm. that someone in the family can say, yeah, they're receiving this award for singing or whatever it is. Um, but I remember when they were seven years old and they were singing in the shower and, and we used to say like, wow, this kid has talent. This kid has it. You know, they, they got the it factor. And I, I just find it so encouraging to hear that even what you're saying right now. You know, going back to when you were a kid writing, uh, as you said, reviews uh, in the newspaper. Everybody doesn't do that. And yet you found you found your you found your niche uh, from that passion. And I, and I think it's just so encouraging to hear hear that for the and, and for the community too. someone could be listening and, and, and think that, 
oh, this is just silly. I'm just doing this thing. You know, I just did that thing back in the day. No, they could be. You, you had a whole career around that, right? Yeah, no, it's it's true. And and reading. I just got to put this in. Um, oh, boy, children, children. Make your children read. Not I shouldn't say make them read. Encourage them to read. Yeah. This this probably sounds very nerdy, but I used to read the dictionary. Mm. I mean, I, I remember I would sit down and just and read the dictionary and just come up and just understand and come up with discover new words and that wow. will help that will help your writing i enjoyed doing it it was a passion of mine well what do you do that feels purposeful oh well the purpose is all around is around is around the father you know right now mm-hmm. so once i realized that okay so he's been he'd given me some gifts which i'd known for a while obviously i've been doing this you know for a long time you know i've, I've been successful in my career and always thank you, thank you for giving me these gifts, right? But the purpose was, first of all, I wasn't using the gifts in his honor. Now, in one way I was. So uh, in church, there's a role at church called being a lector, where you go up and you read the word or where you read the prayers. And so I had been tapped to do that before. And I enjoyed doing that because it was a way to give back, right? But I think I realized that I had not given back in this other way. So that was one purpose. My purpose was to do that. In the process of that, he told me to write to, to talk about joy. So that has been my purpose. The, unpacking the purpose has taken some time because I really didn't know myself Okay, what do you mean, Lord? Like, what do you mean, joy? So what I had to do was do a little research. I had to obviously read the word and look at, you know, look at the the fruits and understand what that is. But over time, he has revealed even more and more to me how important people need to understand how to find joy. They need to make time in their life for it. They need to figure out a way. They need to make, make space in their home for it. They just need to figure out a way and understand what joy really is. And so that's the purpose. The purpose came from me just wanting to give back to him. And out of that purpose, I think, sprang the, the new purpose. You know, um, there's two quotes. I'll give you one now by Dr. Miles Monroe. He says, success is the potential destiny of all created things, right? He says, success is the created destiny of all created things or potential destiny of all created things. I think I think that really kind of tees up the next question that I have for you, which is when it comes down to pattern, what do you do naturally? Well, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but let's, let's tease that out a little bit. What, what patterns do you have? Well, let's see. Um, because this is not my full-time gig, you know, I, I have a full-time job, so I can't, you know, I won't say that I'm doing this like nine to five, but when I am working on um, either on the podcast or, you know, writing, I'm working on, you know, a new book, uh, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about that, doing some research, um, I, I need to slow down. That's a problem for me. I'm always kind of go, go, go. Um, I'm always, you know just seeing the next new thing, which could be great for what I do, but still sometimes you need to slow down. So what I need to do, and I'm actually about to take a little vacation next week. And I've already told my husband that this is not a working vacation. I want to slow down and I want to receive. So a big pattern for anyone who's doing what I'm doing is to open myself and receive what the father has for me. I can't do anything without his direction. And so for the last two years, I've been going, 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 
based on on the guidance to start the podcast and to share the life lessons that he's given me in the book. Um, but now I, I need to recharge a little bit. I need to, I need to slow down. So, so a pattern is to slow down. It's hard. I don't make enough time for that. And I should do that more often. I think it's something that many of us should do, but, and I, I'm a bit of an extrovert. So I love to be around. I gain my energy through being around people. Right. And, um, and, and not as much of gaining energy through that internal self-reflection that, um, that introverts do. But there's a, but I gotta say, introverts have it right. I mean, they, they understand that it's important to recharge. And extroverts like myself, we tend to not do that enough. So, uh, so when it's time for me to get serious about doing the next thing, then my pattern is to slow down and, let him come into me and let him um, tell me what my what my next plan should be. Mm. I love it. So that second quote that I was uh, teeing up as far as um, so that's your patterns. You've what you what you have what you do naturally well. Um, the the proficiencies is the, the different side of the same coin. This is what you've learned to do well over time. Mm-hmm. The quote I, I use to preface that state your response is. Maserol saying that success is not measured by what we've done, as you know, traditionally would be say, it's not measured by what we've done, but what we could have done or what we should have done is the measuring stick. And he he basically was individualizing it for every individual Mm -hmm. to not say, don't look at what somebody else has done and say, Mm -hmm. okay, well, that success, I need to be just like that. But he's saying, what is your design? What's your purpose? And how much of that has been fulfilled? So when it comes down to learning to do something well over time, mm-hmm. as this, as your proficiency, what have you learned to do well over time? How, how has that led to your success now? Well, I love that you use the word design because we are designed, right? Um, so he has designed us to... Um, well, frankly, he has designed us to to love him and to praise him um our praise he has designed us to do that and so um over so over time though i mean i think there's a lot of things i've learned to do over time um things like time management things like um because you know i'm always juggling things always juggling things again you know flat on my plate but um and I've learned, I've learned to do those things. But we are designed to, to truly make that time for him. When we do it, when we do learn how to do it, you know, when we, when we do understand that this is our design, then that's when we're recharged, you know. So uh, whether, whether it's, you know, whether it's spending an hour, which is in church on Sunday, which of course is not enough. Just one hour a week is not enough. Um, but after that, but you know, but after that, I definitely feel like, okay, so I have spent an hour worshiping and letting his word feed me. Right. And then I, I, and, and because I am designed for that, then I react immediately. Right. So then I'm like, why am I, why aren't I doing this more often? You know, (laughs) but again, you know, so, so I would say that I have learned to realize that and I have learned to try to build more of that, um, you know, into my, into my daily life. But again, it's hard because we're working and we have all right. these projects on our plate. Yeah. What problems do you solve? Well, I, I like to say I solve problems for people 
who are questioning like I was that that they are just everything's everything's okay life's okay but I'm put on this earth for something extraordinary right I mean aren't we aren't we and so if there's anyone questioning that or just wondering like what life is um I'm, I'm, I like to think that I am solving problems for those people because um, I think there's a lot of people who feel like that. They may not even know that they're feeling this way. That's the other thing. Um, you know, I, I kind of call it sleepwalking, sleepwalking through my face, sleepwalking through life. You're just, you know, you're almost on your automatic um, like when you're in your when you're in your car and you just, you know, cruise control, you know, a lot of that. Um and it, it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, there's there's more to life than just getting up and going to work every day and then coming home and, you know, rinse, lather, repeat. So there's more than that. And and I think even, even beginning to talk about that with people begins, I think, to wake something up in them. So I think those are the problems that I'm solving. Nice. So that's what I consider to be your niche. This last section, I... I, I, I categorize it as your secrets right and so this is where we get the expert to tell us uh to speak to me but you speak to me as if you're speaking to your younger self and the quote that i want to start out with is by our pastor kirby clements uh, he said this is a good day to awaken the silence of joy and to silence the noise of sadness i i, I use that quote to start our journey back to your beginning because I'm sure there were times where you may have had that joy silenced. And what would you say to that person, that younger self, to help get them from where they are at that moment in time to where you are today? Oh, I would say, so, you know, to young that I would say everything that you've experienced, you know, is, is wonderful, but don't let go of the wonder. Don't let go of the wonder. And that's what I think I did. It took me a long time to get back to the wonder. So um, stretch yourself, experience new things, challenge, take chances. But don't forget the wonder and who and who gave it all to you. Mm, love it. Well, what one secret would you give your younger self to help keep them committed? Well, the secret is to to read the word because that's the only thing that I wasn't doing. I was going to church. I never stopped going to church. Um, and I know, I know some people have a love hate relationship with church and with religion. I get it. Um, a lot of people say that, that Jesus is not a religion. It's a relationship. I do. I believe that. So however it works for you, uh, for many people, it is more of a traditional church setting of some kind. So I always went, never stopped going, but I wasn't digging deeper. So I would say, surround yourself with like-minded people. Iron sharpens iron, as they say in the Bible. Um, read the word and try to understand what's there. For a long time, especially the Old Testament, there were some, there were some, there's some challenging books in the Old Testament. Um, written at a time where things were a way that I could not understand, um, particularly being a woman. There's many uh, of, of the law in the Old Testament that really kind of separates women out, um, calls us unclean for parts of the month and the whole deal. And um, a, a lot of it I didn't understand and would discard it because I didn't understand it, right? right. Uh, so I would say, you know, get into some small groups, surround yourself with like-minded people who also are seeking and not just being a believer, but who are seeking. 
um, read the word. Um, and then there's so many things now that we didn't have at the time. So there's podcasts now. There's so many. There's there's blog posts now. There's so many people who are also seeking to understand. Um, and so there's so much material available now that I didn't have when I was younger. But there's so much. A lot of it has helped me understand that, you know, that the law, you know, and all the, the rules in the Old Testament that a lot of people can't get past uh, they were there for a real reason, and that was because Jesus had not come yet. Now, Jesus says that he came to fulfill the law, true enough, but it's but also he brought us a new law, and it's the law that I like to live my life by, and that's to love the guy with all your heart and soul, and to love others. Love God, love people. You know, that's that's it. It's 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 pretty easy, and I say that somewhat jokingly. I know sometimes loving people is not that easy but um but i mean but that's 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 the law that i follow and that's so so it's taken me some time you know over years to get to that point so i would tell my younger self keep plugging at it read 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 the word uh, try to understand it and surround yourself with people who could do that and because i moved around a lot for my job as much as i did that was difficult. It was hard moving from one community to another, reestablishing a new church home. So that that also was a little bit difficult. And young people, when they first start out, they can tend to move around trying to find um, the place for them, the job for them. And so sometimes when you're doing that as a young person, it disrupts your own personal, you know, even, even personal re- relationship with the Lord because you're moving around a lot. But I would say fight against that. Mm. Uh, So Thomas Edison says opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and it looks like work. And so (laughs) when you talking to your younger self now, uh, what encouragement would you give to your younger self to um, to not only just get not only get started, but to plow through those moments that look like work? So I have found that the more I do this, the podcasting, the writing, I have the passion, but I've got to have knowledge. I've got to know what I'm talking about. And so, um, you know, putting on those overalls and for me, reading the Bible, that's work. I mean, it can be because it's there's a lot of very dense material and trying to understand not just the Bible, but what was going on at the time, what was happening in the in the regions where it was being written. You know, what are some of the other um, significances that can help us apply what was written there to our daily lives that it can be hard work. Uh, it certainly was not something I was doing when I was younger. And when I began to be a speaker and be a podcaster, I realized I didn't know enough. I mean, I know I know what I believe and I know the mission he has sent me on, but I need to know more than that. So I've had to do some research myself, again, dive into the word and understand just exactly what I'm talking about. As a journalist, I don't want to be factually inaccurate that's very important to me. <laughs> so yes. I need to know what I'm talking about. And that, you know, that is a bit of work. So, yeah. you know, I would say, you know, to my younger self, just keep digging. There's diamonds to be found. I love it. I love it. And so Nishfana community, it was such a pleasure to have uh, our guest on today, Yvette Walker, calling all the way from Norman, Oklahoma. 
Uh, she is a podcaster. She is an author. She is also, as you can, as you hear, a journalist, uh, both in her journey and also as part of, uh, you know, her job, you know, was, was to do that and, and, and to, uh, to really build stories and, 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 uh, memorialize moments, um, through her, her gifting. So I appreciate, you know, that, that service that you brought to the world by, um, you know, yielding to that call. And now you're, you're doing podcasting and you're doing some something similar, but just using a different medium. So I, I appreciate that. If someone wants to get in contact with you, how best would they do that? Absolutely. So just go to positivelyjoy.com. So there's a couple things there. They can learn all about the books, but also there's a resource there on how to like five, five ways to choose joy. Um, you know, you say you want to be a joyful person. So what's holding you back? So I try to help you through five steps, um, tell you how, how to do that, how to open yourself, make time in your day, create a space in your home for doing exactly that. So that's free. Um, also, again, you'll find out about my books there. And if anyone uh, is interested in a speaker, you can contact me that way as well. And, um, and, and of course, um, the devotional is a way for you to go through 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 life lessons, exercises, and prayer to find out what you might be missing. And so I encourage you to take a look at that. All right. And so our Niche Finder community, those who want to find out more about what we're doing, you can always go on to dreamoctane.org. Uh, we believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dream and ability could be its fuel. Thank you for tuning in today. And we look forward to having the next guest next week who can help you on your journey towards success. Thanks again. <laughs>